Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. Trying to review a Broncos game in 2019 is harder than trying to explain how 200,000 Cybertrucks were ordered after that disastrous reveal Elon Musk put on Perna. The biggest joke on the internet last week was the Cybertruck, and yet Elon Musk somehow convinced close to a quarter million people to spend 40 grand on the Halo Warthog that doesn't even include the gun. I can't even convince a thousand people to give me a dollar every month. I can't even enjoy a Broncos game, and I own no Tesla stock to reap the rewards of a broken vehicle during a 4% rise in Tesla stock prices. I am doing life so wrong it hurts. Probably as much as Packers fans hurt today after the 49ers dismantled them in prime time. I'll review that, the Broncos, Bills, and update you on Drew Locke Watch 2019. Will we see the rookie behind center this weekend? Let's get sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. First news, Broncos corner Duke Dawson is in concussion protocol. I'm pretty sure he sustained the head injury when he let this ball hit him in the face after it went through his hands. I guess Josh Allen does have a strong arm. Upon further review though, I do actually believe Duke Dawson literally sustained a concussion from Devontae Harris's ass. I knew Harris was a hard ass, but good God. This is like a weird version of the butt fumble that will probably be forgotten by the time I finish this sentence. It takes roughly seven seconds to watch all of the points the Broncos scored against the Bills. There are more seconds used during this field goal than the Broncos scored all game. The Denver defense played well, holding Buffalo to just six points in the first half. Justin Simmons had a pick from a terrible Josh Allen throw, but Allen proved to be elusive, which makes up for his inaccuracies, I guess. Allen did win the Battle of the Allens, though. That was the important thing. Allens and Allens. He threw for about 100 more yards than Brandon on the same number of attempts. Uh, Luckily, he had one of those picks he could have thrown dropped, and Brandon Allen mustered just 82 passing yards. Josh is indeed more mobile, harder to tackle, has a stronger arm, and as Rich Gannon so annoyingly pointed out, is bigger. He's not the tallest quarterback, he's just six foot two. That pisses me off, Rich! Six foot two is short? Shut the hell up, Gannon. I wish I could put you in a Gannon and shoot you right into Josh Allen's groin. Go have the Chiefs name Elvis Gerbeck the starter instead of you again so you can watch them lose in the playoffs to the Broncos from the sideline. So you could ultimately sign with the Raiders just in time to lose a fucking Super Bowl. I'm sorry, that is is misdirected anger. I just, I don't know what to do with my feelings today, Rich. You are, in fact, part of one of the greatest football stories in history. I'm talking about when you were named People Magazine's sexiest athlete. That is a fact, but... But, when people sent photographers to get the photos, they accidentally shot pictures of Elvis Gerback because People Magazine's photographers aren't sports people, and nobody at People had the balls to tell Gerback he wasn't sexiest athlete. So the world got this instead of you, Rich. Honestly, Rich Gannon in a neck brace would have made for a more compelling sexy man than the foot-flaunting Elvis Gerback. 
Although this photo is what Rex Ryan says convinced him to get into coaching. The best part of this game was Ryan Green's tailgate video from the pregame in Buffalo where they don't just excessively drink, they excessively condiment. If Jackson Pollock was into performance art and high cholesterol, this is what the world would have received instead of his bullshit paint spills everyone believes are masterpieces. I bet Elon Musk owns a fucking Pollock original, doesn't he? This is from the Red Pinto tailgate in Buffalo, now famous for condiment bukkake, aka art. Here's some crossover Broncos NBA news for things more popular than the Denver Broncos right now. Bleacher Report posted Peyton Manning throwing a pass to the Nuggets mascot at the Nuggets game. And that video gets more views than I get in a fucking month talking about the NFL every damn day. I'm sorry, Peyton, that is also misdirected anger. Uh, every Broncos fan sees you do this and is like, maybe, maybe he could come out of retirement and save us again. Peyton. Peyton, save us. <laughs> save us, Peyton. Use your big fucking head and think of a way to save us. We can't keep doing this shit, Peyton. And Rocky, you catch the pass. You catch the ball when Peyton throws it to your rocket. Sorry, Rocky. Misdirected. Get it together. Get it together. Congrats to Frank Gore for passing Barry Sanders to become third all-time on the rushing list. Much like Emmett Smith, you did it in the least impressive way possible. God damn it, I am, ugh, I'm sorry. That is misdirected anger. Your 15,273 yards are impressive and very well-deserved, Frank. I have no excuse for being a dick to you. Maybe you should check in on Shaq Lawson, though. Actually, Shaq, uh, McGovern only gave up one sack. The other was Dalton Reisner's fault. But since uh, Connor McGovern is not from Colorado, like Dalton Reisner, I will not waste my energy defending McGovern. Say whatever you want. The Bills, they're clearly a better football team. Their defense is great, and they outplayed the Broncos. Cole Beasley made Alexander Johnson look like a slower Vance Joseph coach Josie Jewell, and John Brown burned Chris Harris Jr. Uh, for a touchdown, which is the second big TD he's given up in back-to-back -back weeks. But that will happen when you get nothing from your offense for 60 minutes. After three weeks, though, everyone in Denver now hates Brandon Allen, like he's Trevor Simeon, dressed up as Paxton Lynch at a Brock Osweiler charity event where Joe Flacco is too cheap to make a donation in order to win a date with Case Keenum. Now, we demand to see Drew Locke play quarterback as soon as fucking possible. Otherwise, we riot, and we riot hard. There is a chance the Broncos do activate Drew Locke this week. Vic Fangio said... He doesn't know. He hasn't made a decision yet. Basically revealed nothing about whether or not the Broncos will start Drew Locke this week, but there is a good chance, if not this weekend, next weekend. Packers, 49ers. 49ers spanked them. Uh, this was supposed to be the game of the week, but then again, so was Patriots-Cowboys, and it turned out the best game of the week was probably Saints-Panthers or Lions-Washington Redskin potatoes. So when anyone tries to tell you the game of the week, remember that no one knows anything about games or weeks. 
The Packers were dominated, but anytime you lose both starting tackles in a game, it might be a rough outing for your quarterback. Unless you're the 49ers, who of course did that exact thing all season with success. Those issues led to Aaron Rodgers getting sacked a total of five times, which you don't see very often. Nick Bosa dropped Rodgers to give him eight on the season. And even the most plainly named Fred Warner had a sack and a team-high 11 tackles. The defense hit Rodgers a total of 10 times throughout the game and held Green Bay to 0 of 14 on third down conversions until the fourth quarter when it was meaningless, which made me think they were the Broncos for a minute. Here's the real hero of the game, though. George Kittle, who had 129 yards and a touchdown in a game where he barely played because he's still recovering from a chip bone in his ankle and a popped capsule in his knee, whatever the hell that means. A broken ankle is one of the most painful feelings next to stubbing your toe, which is still second to asking your girlfriend to homecoming and then realizing she might not actually be your girlfriend. Whoa, baby. After George Kittle got about uh, 50 yards of separation on his 61-yard touchdown, Chris Collinsworth said, Kittle wasn't a great route runner. He really is not a great route runner. Okay, maybe he's not Emmanuel Sanders, Chris, but you don't break the tight end single season uh, yards record without running pretty damn good routes. And keep in mind, this was over a replay of George Kittle turning Kevin King 360 degrees around on a corner post. If we look at that play, Kittle is my alleged girlfriend, and Kevin King is me. Finding out talking to her twice a week in math class doesn't mean we are dating. Richard Sherman, after the game, talked about Jimmy Garoppolo and had some pretty good points about the people who doubt their handsome quarterback. You hear some of the noise and things said about him, and it's frustrating because we see him every day. We see what kind of work ethic he puts in, the hours that he puts in preparing, the first one in, the last one out. The guy looks for no credit. He all he does is encourage his teammates and put more work in. And then you have people nitpicking, nitpicking. We run for 300 yards. They're like, well, he didn't throw a lot. We ran for 300 yards. You know, then he throws for 400. And they're like, well, I think he got outplayed by Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray barely had 100 yards passing. And you, and you, and you start to laugh at these things, but you're, you're like, oh, the, 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 the goalposts keep moving with him. I mean, what else can the guy do? He's helping his football team win football games, and he deserves a ton more credit for that. Sherman is right. People keep moving the goalposts on Jimmy G. Not as far as they would have had to move the goalposts to beat the Seahawks, but you get the point. Garoppolo Garop, play like a turtles. Garoppolo plays like someone who doesn't want to fuck up a perfect machine because he doesn't need to. This is maybe the most well-oiled offense in the NFL next to the Chiefs offense, which is oiled by Andy Reid's canola oil, but Jimmy Garoppolo was about as efficient as you could ask for on Sunday night. Only 20 attempts, he completed 14, averaged 12.7 yards per throw, two touchdowns, zero turnovers. Compare that to Aaron Rodgers, who threw the ball 33 times and barely hit 100 yards passing. Chris Collinsworth went on to share a story or a joke, if you will, about uh, George Kittle and what his teammates have been saying to him. Teammates said they've been taking so many shots of you up in that booth, we started calling him Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Now, if I were George Kittle's teammate, my joke would have been, hey, George, you've been taking more shots from the booth than Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> huh, George? You like history? 
too soon. Lincoln's dead. Get over it. Thanks for having the video, Shah. Oh my God, I'm losing it. Please subscribe here on the tubes of views on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna. If you want to get at me on the social medias, look, I'll follow you back. You just got to ask me to follow you and you better have good tweets. At WillKey6, make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. He helps me write all these videos, fudge. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.